Welcome to the Iceman, a podcast sponsored by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Welcome back, everybody. We are back now with another episode, and we are joined in studio today by our guest, Jacob. Jacob Gatz, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Now, you have uh, come, you, you've got kind of an interesting connection to Tuned Up. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I've been, uh, long story short, I've been fishing for a, a really long time, um, and I came kind of into the fishing industry uh, five, six years ago now, and uh, just kind of found my home at Tuned Up. I, like most everybody else, uh, you know, I have come in, bought some rods, uh, and then eventually uh, um, started hanging around the shop a little bit. And, and that's a little dangerous thing right there when you hang around the shop, because we put you to work a few times. Yeah, you guys did. Um, Not a few times. You were a full-on employee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's usually what happens. You, you You work for a couple weeks, and then it's like, oh, hey, we should uh, start paying you and and stuff like that. You you pay him? Well, we we paid him, but <laughs> what what in the heck? I'm doing something wrong. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> and I hung around for a little bit and uh, started working and um last year actually we had our uh daughter in January, so that uh, awesome. kind of taken a hiatus for a little bit and uh, ready to get back in the swing of things, so First kid. First kid. First kid makes everything harder. Right. So everything's been going good, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I'm super ready for the, the ice season this year and to kick things off. So first kid in January. So she's 10 months old. So she must be, or nine months old. Mm-hmm. She's starting to, she's starting to wake up and kind of be a person. Yeah. And that is the super cool thing is to see her personality grow, um, and start to babble. Um, she's not talking quite yet. Um, but rolling over, uh, hopefully starting to crawl soon um no, don't hope that's it the, give it a yeah let it let it wait a little the, while the talking thing i'm gonna trust me on this one you don't want to have them to start to talk oh i disagree they never stop my daughter even this morning i took her to daycare and she talked for 15 minutes straight about something i wasn't i didn't listen to a word she said i, I mean that happens i guess i as a school teacher i'm kind of used to that how, how do you, I don't listen though. It just kind of goes in one ear and back what, out. The part that kills me is when they say, daddy, and you're sitting right next to him. You're like, I, I just, you don't have to keep saying my name. I, you already have my attention. I, I have been working on daddy, that with my daughter. Just what? tell me what you're saying. Just don't say daddy. Don't say dad. Just tell me. Yeah, say, just just I, say it. I, I want water. We're here. Not dad, 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 dad. It's like, I'm not going to listen to you. Just tell me what you want. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No, we're sort good. Of, it's t- kind of a touchy subject. No, my favorite thing, though, uh, when they start to talk, I think it's awesome. They were, <laughs> I remember from a TV show that I used to love watching, Scrubs, they said that having a kid is like having a dog that slowly learns to talk. Huh. And I was like, yeah, that's actually not that uh, far off after having three myself. Yeah, we have two dogs, too. And um, and if one started to talk, it'd be pretty rad, right? Yeah, and our dogs are complete polar opposites. We have a, a 10-year-old black lab and a 8-year-old German short hair. So the black lab is a typical lab, and the short hair just doesn't stop. And hopefully the lab would start to talk before the German short hair does. <laughs> <laughs> no this is an, a fun age though i remember my, my three kids when they got to about six months seven months old then all of a sudden you can start to see oh this is gonna be this is gonna be fun 
Yeah, and I can't wait for this season because she's. I think she's at the age that she's old enough that um, we can hopefully spend some nights on the ice and the and the Yeti and um, just watch her, you know, play around in there and you know, hopefully introduce her to fishing. There you go. So well, um, I'm sure I'm sure that a uh, pack and play would fit nicely in there. It does, and believe it or not, not to sidetrack, um, a pack and play fits perfectly in the side compartments uh, over the wheel wells and yeti so for those of you that are looking for uh, good job yeti house, uh, good job. they did it right i mean I, that's a pretty good selling feature i i'm i'm sold i haven't <laughs> used a pack and play in five years but i kind of feel like i'd like to get a yeti and put a pack and play in. but though you know even as an adult you think they could make adult size pack and plays those look pretty comfy little cage like a roll. bed yeah well but i mean that like they look way better you got stuffed animals and all kinds of stuff you're closed in and you're nice and safe mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> i click okay all right yeah i can go with that it's I called mma <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's what my kids are like they're four and six it's an mma round every single time they come out anywhere near each other that's hilarious that it fits perfectly in the wheel yeah and is there anything else that 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 is a pack and play size a kid i mean they're, they're those pack and plays weigh a ton or at least my Maybe they have sophisticated them a little bit for my generation, but maybe like several long ARs. Yeah, a couple, probably. Couple, those couple are, ARs those fit nicely, in there. and they probably weigh about the same amount as four ARs. And they're almost as complicated to put together. I can build an AR a lot faster than I can put a pack and play up. Putting them together is fine. Taking them apart when you're trying to leave the house and it's. It's 11 o'clock at night, and you stayed a little longer than you should, and the baby's crying, and you're trying to do it with one hand. Well, And also, you pull up the little mattress, and there's like a sheet of instructions, and you're like, okay, pull this thing halfway, then touch these rails, and then do a crisscross with your leg. I'm like, I'm not (laughs) doing any of this. Did you keep the, the outside cover? The, the, it, like what it goes the in? carrying case? It's the worst part. Yeah, my Just ripped. throw it right in the garbage. It's like it's like rolling up. This is what I think of it as. It's like rolling up a hub house after you're done fishing for a day in slush, and you have slush and ice all caked onto your, onto your house, and you try to shake it off, and you try to fit it into a perfectly fit bag for that, and you just can't do it. Throw the bag right in the garbage. Right. It's, it's a freeing experience. Yeah. It's like yeah, you. It's not worth you it. feel good about yourself after getting rid of that one. I'll just throw it in the truck before I ever try to figure it out. I'll like I'll thaw it out later, or I'll do it later when I get home. Yeah, I. We still have our pack and play. We do not still have our pack and play <laughs> cover. That went away real fast. I, I always get mine back in the bag. <laughs> Why? I, it just it's a real satisfying thing. It's not satisfying. It's like getting it's... all my jigs back in the exact same spot in the boat where they fit. Do you organize your jigs and tackle every time you fish? Uh, I don't want to. No comment. <laughs> so that's a yes. Like, or, I am organized to the hill. Though I just, I did clean out my boat last weekend. Oh my gosh, there was so many lures stuffed in places where they shouldn't have been, like bags of lures that were new that I must have forgot about or whatever. My glove box was, it looked like a Walmart clearance bin. I just brought my boat up for winterizing and every cup holder was just full of wacky worms and <laughs> and jigs and i'm like oh boy sorry about that guys <laughs> so your boat's away is your boat away john yep my boat's away I'm really glad because we just got this snow that really screwed up everything well in mine i have to get it winterized professionally because i've got a inboard outboard i can't play around with that no because there's a lot of it's like a, a wakeboard boat and stuff they have a lot of water in the a ballast lot. a lot of water in it's the a, motors. it's a car engine 
Mm-hmm. You know, if that if if you don't get that winterized and it cracks, you're done. But like your outboard, I just you lower, just let it drain. I just lower it down a couple of times and I drain the fuel out of the. There's like a basically it looks like a small little canister and you unscrew it and you dump the fuel out of the water separator and you're done. So I got I just got an email or a message from my from my uh, person that does the boat um, and they, it's done. They just finished winterizing it, but they sent a video. I've never had this before. I went to Marine Max in Rogers. I've had them winterize it every year because there used to be a Bayliner dealer. Um, they sent a video saying it was everything was complete, but the video talked about the oil filter, and they said that the oil was cloudy, milky. Okay, hmm. that means usually there's water in it. Well, he said it's not. He said he didn't think it was water. He said he thought it was fuel fuel oh. in the oil filter from running too rich fuel dilution that's what happens with yamahas um a lot of the times that the rings don't see i mean your motor's got a lot more hours on it than a brand new motor but if you don't run them hard enough they don't seat the rings and can have fuel dilution suzuki talks about that in the manual hmm. is that an every year thing that you probably have to run it to, to uh, break it in every year you think or you think you're uh, Something else is going on. I don't know. He just said that he thought maybe it was running a little too rich, hmm. but I don't know. I know that this year I had uh, I had a EPA Superfund site in my bilge at one point where it was a slurry of stuff, and I wasn't sure if it came from the engine or if it came from the power drive um, oil that had fallen into the bilge. Hmm. I'm guessing that's what it was. And this may be why in- IOs are not as popular anymore there's a lot more stuff i mean an outboard is very simple it just hangs on the back of your boat um and io is kind of contained in there and you, you can have a lot more issues my dad bought this boat in 2013 and he bought it because he wanted his family to have fun with it right and i've got three brothers and you know we've got kids and whatever and his goal was to go and buy a fishing boat he wanted to buy an alumacraft fishing boat and we went to the boat show with him and I talked him out of it. I'm like, dude, don't, you don't want to buy a fishing boat. You want to buy a bayliner. You want to buy a, a ski boat, something that everyone can have fun in and we can ski behind. You don't want a fishing boat. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll buy it. If that's what you want, fine. That's what we'll get. That was a mistake, Dan. I regretted that immediately and constantly. It was the worst decision that I've ever made him make. You just wanted to go fast. It doesn't go that fast, though. Oh, well. I mean, it, you would think a skating boat would be, like, great for skiing. Nope, not great for skiing. You think it'd be fast? Not really that fast. It's also not really good for fishing out of. And it really doesn't uh, bounce off rocks too well. <laughs> no. The fiberglass <laughs> to, takes, when it takes hits, it takes hits. Sounds like if anybody's looking for a boat, Dan's got one up for sale yeah. right now. You know, the boat, it's actually been a really good boat. I've, I've, I've done a lot to make it fishable, but... I mean, I've, I've, I've used it as much as I possibly could, and I and you've really it. rigged it for fishing. No, I've I mean, hard. as far as as it can go. I mean, putting a uh, a trolling motor on the front of a a bayliner was a scary experience because no no shop would touch it. No shop agreed to mount it for me. So I'm sitting in my garage, drilling a five inch hole through the side of the of the <laughs> the the bow, going. Well, I sure hope that I'm doing this right. Yeah. It's a scary thing to do. You can't really patch that. <laughs> no, you definitely can't. <laughs> Apparently, fiberglass is bad for you, too. Did you know that? 
Uh, yes, I was actually this weekend. I was sanding something which I thought was uh, bondo, and it got into a little bit silvery substance, and I found out it was lead that I was sanding. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah. No, I did, I drilled like 900 holes in that boat because I didn't have a five-inch drill hole, like a, a hole saw. So I just drilled a bunch of half-inch holes in a circle and then used a uh, F- Folks, this is this is what you don't do at home. Look, <laughs> Seek a professional. You know what? The professional said no, and I think I understand why. It's on there, okay? There's a, there is a trolling motor on there. But I did all that drilling, and I got done, and I'm using the vacuum to clean up all the... All the uh, all the residue or whatever, the, all the fiberglass. And I go inside and I start coughing and it's like coughing up <laughs> like fibers. It was like coughing up mm. chunks of uh, frosted flake or frosted mini wheats. Tasty. And I was like, that, I wonder if that's bad for you. <laughs> so I, of course you Google that, right? <laughs> and I, I was convinced I had mesothelioma for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Were you gonna Were you gonna go on one eight hundred Ask Gary? Say I, just because I've ingested. I still might. I don't know. Ingested half my boat. Uh, yeah, wear wear a mask, guys. Not just for COVID. You got to wear it for the fiberglass work too. Wow, we got off track. Do you have a boat, Jacob? I don't. No, um, we actually just bought a a Yeti uh, this summer. Uh, our COVID purchase. A so. Yeti cooler. No, a, a Yeti fish house. Oh, okay. Um, I do have a I do have a cooler that was gifted to me, but um, yeah. So I don't uh, have a boat, but I know the I know the feeling of starting to kind of rig uh, your ice house out and starting to drill things and mount things where you want them to go, and just it just is an odd feeling. And you know that I mean, there's no one to blame but you. Mm-hmm. There's no going back from it either, and it's either going to work awesome or it's going to be a regret for a long time. Right, and hopefully, uh, you know, you mounted things where they, like you said, they need to be, and if not, I'm going to have some holes that I'm going to need to fill and move some things around, so. What are you mounting in there? Um, I have, I just got my catch cover uh, ordered the other day, so hole sleeves, uh, cup holders, rattle reels, you know, just the typical things that go along with, you know, kind of tricking out a, an ice house how you want it. Um you know, I've done an awful lot of research, and I think I've been in enough ice houses over the years to know kind of what works, what I like, what I don't like, coat hooks, racks here and there, um, you name it. And uh, I can understand why people say you always want to go to, or, you know, after the first year, um, you kind of want to go bigger because I, I already feel like I don't have enough space. Mm, yeah. Um, and we only have... I know, mean, if you have another kid, you're going to need two pack in place. Right. And the pack and play thankfully fits nicely in a in a corner and only covers up one hole. Um, but yeah, you I've, could hook a rattle reel to the pack and play. <laughs> I, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, and the kid could, the kid could tap it once in a while. They get a little jigging it. It's a bell. It's like just say it's a kid's toy. That would be an amazing like one of those mobiles, right? That hang over white, and you just reach up and flap at it. I tried to build a mobile with uh, with old floating wraps and my wife was like no those are disgusting and i'm like well they're, they're like you know but colorful you, yeah. do you take the hooks off them too i hope no just, why would i take the hooks off then just the bend, kid just bend the barbs lesson. bend the barbs you'll be fine yeah yes. barbless actually i taught my kid um this summer because he, he's getting to the point where you know he's getting pretty comfortable grabbing hooks and i was like buddy you know take a hook and stab it and through your your thumb and it'll stick well i did it 
<laughs> I did exactly like that. I, I actually stabbed my thumb and got myself real good and had to pull it out. And he thought I was um, He's like, dumb. oh, cool, dude. Yeah. Did you use the fishing line trick? No, I just pulled it out with the pliers that I had in my hand from pushing it in. Got it. You literally stabbed yourself to prove a point that you could stab yourself? Yes. Well, you proved it. Yep. I was teaching him, <laughs> don't touch the hooks. Did and he laugh at you? Yes. Yeah. He thought it was very funny. I, I don't want to know how you taught don't touch the stove. That was another life. No, I haven't, <laughs> haven't done that. <laughs> okay, so you've got you've got a Yeti fish house. Yep. I've I've fished out of a glacier, mm-hmm. and I've I've not yet fished out of a, of of uh, ice castle. So, how did you go? How did you make the choice for Yeti? Um, I think over the years I've uh, talked to enough people, um, you know, that have had Yetis, um, and all sorts of fish houses too, um. And not to knock any brands, but I just felt like Yeti had the, the setups that we liked. Uh, the one thing that I do like about Yeti, too, is, A, they're all aluminum. Hmm. Um, we bought an 8x17 uh, tandem axle, all, all hydraulic. Um, I think dry weight is 47, 4,800 pounds. Um, so, A, being light, and B, um, the holes are actually kicked out um, in front of the couch a little bit. They're not right up against the I couch. I was going to ask about that, because every time I see an uh, interior shot, it always I cannot understand why the holes are directly underneath the couch. It's like if you have a rod that's any longer than 15 inches, how are you going to possibly fish off that hole? Maestros are perfect. <laughs> I guess. That's what we should, how we should market the maestros. That's short rods like that. I mean, if you hook... Hook into any decent fish with a maestro. I mean, the maestro is really a sight fishing rod for like bluegills. You're ruining the marketing campaign. I, I know <laughs> I, I'm ruining it, but I, I hooked into a pretty good sized rainbow trout with one. It was about 24 inches. That was unbelievably hard to land because, you know, you got this little tiny reel and it literally spooled me in four seconds because you only put on 40 feet of line. Yeah. Um, I did manage to land it, but it was not fun. Do you have yeah. any. Have you seen any reasoning why the holes are so close to where you sit in those houses? Um, n- no, I I don't. Um, but I think based on just the frame layout underneath, um, kind of determines where those holes get put. Um, on most houses, so you're not you know running a f- your frame through the middle of your hole. That kind of determines where your holes get placed. Um. And then just fit and finish all, all together. Um, you know, I, the fit and finish on, on the Yeti that we have, and any Yeti, I think, for that matter, um, I think is second to none. Um, so it's... I like that they have flat sides, not the corrugated. Yeah, and they're they're not, or at least ours, um, isn't shiny. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty flat, um, it's bronze, so it's a, it's a darker color um but yeah it's just uh, i don't know i wanted to do it right from the get-go i thought that's what was right based on talking to everybody that i've talked to and know um that have yetis um so i'm we'll hopefully have that for a couple years and uh we'll grow into it but i have a feeling in the next probably two or three years if we have another kid or two um that will probably be going up in size and yeah, it'll be interesting. To, well, and sure. the the resale value of those are awesome. I mean, if you if you're you buy one, hang on to it for two three years, you can get pretty much 
close to what you paid for. It's not like a used car or something like that. They yeah. Don't, they don't drop. Yeah, and that made a huge, um, that was a huge kind of deciding factor too with the people that I, I talked with and kind of uh, the run on open water stuff um, this year that we're all experiencing trying to find stuff to buy. Um, you know, it's not going to be any different. I mean, you see it all over the news. You know, people are going getting introduced to the outdoors, whether that be fishing, camping, hunting, you name it, there's just a run on everything. And there's, I have a feeling that, you know, where it's going to be the same thing with fish houses this year. And especially too, after, you know, the previous bad years that we've had, you know, if we run into a couple bad years, like we've had, you know, people aren't going to produce as much. So kind of a perfect storm and it just worked out right uh, where we found one that I was looking at and uh, we actually ran up to Fargo and grabbed it uh, I think in the end of May uh, early June so um, there's only a couple in the state of that model that we were looking at so well that's like buying a boat in October or January you know it's you're buying it in the off season I'm sure the dealers I got a lot more of an incentive to try to sell it yeah, and we found a really good deal on one. Um, it was actually a holdover, um, so it's a 2019 model, um, and they had it marked down extremely well. Um, this wasn't an off-the-cuff purchase for us. I've been looking at uh, Yetis for, I don't know, on and off for about a year now. Um, so I found what I wanted at the price I wanted and you know, took less than three days to get the deal done and we ran up there for a weekend and grabbed it so and then on top of that i mean with anything like a boat i mean you got to rig everything and you yeah you, for sure you start all over and your mind starts going well i want to do this and i want to do that and and things like that so that's the fun of it i like to tinker um i like to take things apart destroy things and put them back together and make things my own does it have like options for onboard wi-fi and that type of stuff um, ours, our model doesn't, we bought a, um, eight by 17, um, tracks model, um, meaning that we actually have a toy hauler. Mm-hmm. I, I think the new 2021s actually have, um, an onboard, um, control that you can control it anywhere, but I don't know about Wi-Fi. I'm sure we could add a hotspot if we wanted to. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, just technology in general, you know, in RVs, ice houses have come i mean you can make them as simple as you want them or sophisticated as you want them you want them these days so that length 17 foot and to have it be a tandem axle that's that's unusual isn't it uh i don't i don't know i I, yes and no i mean going from i think a 16 foot is usually a single axle Mm -hmm. um, and then anything over a 16 is, is is a tandem okay um, but tandems trailer so much. Nicer. Oh, so much better. But you can't turn in a parking lot real sharp as I tore up our shop parking lot one night with a Skeeter tandem axle, turned it real tight and it was fresh. But you don't own a Skeeter tandem axle. I borrowed someone's. And then you, <laughs> I didn't tell them. It immediately destroyed our parking lot. No, and apparently nothing. the Skeeter? Nope. The Skeeter is fine. Just the trailer tires. It oh, just, it just like left tire tread? I It tore oh. it up. Weird. Yeah. I made a kind of a tight ue and didn't realize you can't do that with tandem axles i've pulled we went this summer a couple of uh of travel trailers just uh through 
this company called RV Share. It was fantastic. But pulling a tandem axle is so much smoother, and I really liked the trailer brakes. Yeah, and I've uh, that is huge. We uh, being a toy hauler, I've stuck the wheeler in there a couple times. Um, we've been camping a couple times this summer with it. Um, yeah, and it I've I've pulled plenty of single axle trailers uh, in my day and double axles. But yeah, it trailers so much better, and I actually think it trailers better with uh, you know weight inside more weight with, yeah. with the wheeler in there. Yeah. It, it and then you know the e brakes in there too. It's like. Um, who was I listening to the other day? But they were saying, and maybe it was you, I don't know, but you stop, You could stop if you're, you know, or no, it was Joel Nelson I was listening to. Anyways, he was saying, you know, he had his something go out on his truck and he used his e-brakes mm-hmm. to stop his truck. Yeah. And it was like, why, it, yeah. His trailer brakes. Yeah. Yeah. And it make, it just makes things so much easier. I, but it's, it saves on your truck brakes so much. It, it, it doesn't, I mean, Breaking a trailer is ten times harder when it's just on your truck brakes because you're just burning out your brakes. Yeah, uh, when I pulled that thirty foot travel trailer with with trailer brakes, it it stopped easier than my seventeen foot bayliner. Mm-hmm. You pull with a half ton too. Yeah, nice. That's quite a bit for Ford EcoBoost. <sighs> hey, it's just kidding. It's got all the power. Three, all seven. the power, baby. Three five. Three five. Three five. Do you, do you pull with that a half ton? I do. Yeah, we have a um, I have a Silverado 1500. Uh, Silverado. Silverado. Is that, is that the two things? Sorry, it's an inside in joke. Um, yeah, crew cab <laughs> uh, 1500. Um, I and it pulls fine. I'm thinking about maybe putting some bags in there or something just to lighten the load a little bit, but no issues at all. Um, the so. the the thirty it was a twenty eight foot travel trailer it was about as much as I'd want to do it was well under the max the max weight yeah but the thing is like a sail I mean it's so much surface area yeah and and experiencing that firsthand too uh, like I said we ran up to Fargo to grab it um, and then actually we cut over to Park Rapids so I got the the North Dakota winds in full force yeah it's not a it's not a relaxing drive. No, and being the first pull, um, you know, I hadn't pulled a travel trailer, if you will, in quite a while. Um, but, you know, putting the North Dakota winds in there, uh, it's certainly a, a first time, a little bit of a learning curve. But there was one product that I was looking at for my truck that instead of airbags, it's a, a upgraded bump stock. Bump stop, excuse me. I like bump stocks too. Yeah, I was I mean, going to say bump stocks. I'm all in for this conversation. It's yeah. tim- the Timbrin, Timbrin bump stops, and it adds like two and a half inches to your bump stop, so you don't sag as much. But it's it's, you know, you you reduce the sagging, mm-hmm. but it, it's not changing your tran- your uh, suspension at all, and and they're cheap. They're I'll like look it up. They're I, I can't I don't quote the price, but they're way less than airbags, yeah. and you don't have need any special tools to install them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Timbrin. Timbrin. I'll have to look that up later. Yeah. I mean, any advantage that you can get while trailering, um, anything for that matter, um, Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Um, But we'll see. uh, Hopefully we don't get a lot of snow and ice this this year. I mean, I think a lot of us that are on the road and travel all over the place, you know, see an awful lot of fish houses going down the road that are, uh, you know, going 50 miles an hour on the highway and it little sketchy so yeah anything that i can do to avoid that is is certainly going to be a plus in my book so how how much how much ice do you think you need for you to safely drive on 
Well, that is the ever-present question, or ever, everybody asks. Um, you know, I plan to be up north going through resorts, predominantly probably Mille Lacs, uh, this year, um, and probably a little bit north of that, too. You know, I think, comfortably speaking, um, 15 to 16 inches. Mm, um, that's not bad. You see people all the time, though, saying, you know, they pull their half ton out with their 21, 24 foot on 12, 13 inches of good clear ice. Um, that's starting to put, I mean, you have a kid, too. It's not, if I'm pulling out my kid, I there's a two to five inch safety margin that I want to be real sure of. Yeah. It's not worth it. No. I mean, not for two, three days. I mean, sometimes... You know, yeah, if you've got it. 12 inches, you're going to get 15 pretty quick. Especially if it's early ice and there's no snow cover. Well, who knows what this year will be. It's snowing still probably right now. Yeah, that's true. We should do a contest. We should try to try to guess walkable ice. Let's do it. When do you think? Right now it's October 22nd. Almost and we six. just had our first legit snowstorm. And the temps next week are supposed to be in the low teens. And I'm not talking like you can go find yourself some private lake in Ontario to walk on. I'm talking like within, you can go there and get home that night and your wife won't be mad at you. The distance. I can't. I mean, that's like three, that's like two mile radius. Hey, I'm just kidding. Are you talking to, are you, so it needs to be within a, a day's drive. But a day is, I mean, some people are like, oh, I could drive to... Winnipeg in a day. You could drive to Red in a day. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking. Okay, let, I'm let, talking let's like do let's do 120 miles, right? Two hours of the cities. Two, 120 two, mile radius of where we're of at right now. So it's a 240 mile round trip then. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's it's a four easy. four hours of driving. Okay, so October 22nd, and you could go to Leech Leech Lake is the max. It'd be about Leech Lake. Yeah, it would be Leech Lake. Okay. So, what do you think? Well, I can tell you that I was, well, I was walking on a lake first weekend of deer opener last year. La- yeah, yeah, I last year was weird. have a picture of myself uh, sitting on a lake with my gun and some poles and <laughs> Markham. Double dipping? Double dipping a little bit. Um, it was below zero for deer opener last year, though, for the second weekend. It was really cold yeah it yeah. was ridiculous and i felt comfortable um walking out i spotted a hole um and there was probably four or five inches and that was let me pull this photo so that's like quick. november 10th november 11th i have a photo on my phone yeah. um yeah so and i felt and i i actually the reason i was out there more specifically on that lake um was i had seen a deer um, there was a deer out there that had died, so I walked out there uh, with my spud bar and I spudded it out. Um, and there was an eight-point buck that had dropped or you know somehow died in the middle of the lake. Um, so that must have died pretty recently. Yeah. Um, was it shot? Uh, I don't think so. It was all gone except for the head. Um, really? Yeah. As something had been out there eating it, and we saw it because it was glare ice and there was birds all over the place. Oh, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I spudded my way out there, and we had solid, you know, four or five inches of ice what on was November eleventh. How deep is water? Uh, probably t- ten to fifteen feet. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and it was all solid clear ice. But like you were saying, you know, that weekend, last weekend, or last year's deer season was super cold. I mean, uh, on unre- on it, it was super cold. Super. Cold. I haven't seen anything like that for your twenty years at least. 
and it was yeah sitting in the stand was interesting to say the least but i'm all for early ice i'll i I would love to get early ice i i'm not super excited about getting early ice with snow on top no slush is not a fun thing i mean i I don't want slush anymore no you've had enough i i had my fair share of slush last year more than your fair share probably yes slush basically shut 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 down red last year for a long time yeah they closed in february yeah we lost our we lost our trip And I was, and that first, second week in deer season, I was like, we got great ice, no snow. This is going to turn out to be a banger of a year. And then we got, and then we were dealing with slush like everybody else. It was that next weekend. Um, we're two weekends, uh, after, after deer, it was, I mean, you were, we went out in, up in the McGregor area. And I mean, we were sitting, we had the otter flip over and we dug down to the ice and no joke we had five six inches of standing water oh yeah inside the house and we were sitting on top of the snow yeah and it was like you couldn't do anything nothing even sleds you couldn't go anywhere on sleds no nor atvs and you drill a hole and all of a sudden you're you're literally in a swamp yeah all that weight you're flooding roads it was bad it's just a mess but down here in the metro it was it was totally fine yeah i mean the conditions were great okay so contest when here so we got to do a giveaway then do we have anything to give um what about our sponsor i I got i got a pen here (laughs) you got a pen i'm just kidding um well so what about the first verified photo on ice fishing minnesota no 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 don't do that because then people are gonna die you're gonna kill people right there oh that's ice safety you're gonna gonna kill people (laughs) you got blood in your hands with this giveaway for john's pen (laughs) no no we'll we'll do uh we'll do some kind of giveaway we'll announce it after the show okay um so what jacob what are you saying for first ice you know i'm pulling for okay how are we quantifying first ice guys let's do okay we have to make it pick a lake and then someone's going to have to go out there and verify Lake it. or pond. I mean, what are we... I truly... We just need a loose... I am confident that I live close to one of the very first lakes to freeze. Plus 30 acres? Yes. 30 acre lake or bigger? I'm very... I'm confident that... Okay, and if you live close... And you're outside the... I'll drive what? over there and look at it. Okay. So well, the first time that I see a verified person on this lake... No, you're going to walk out there every day and fall no, in. You, are you, look at me. Do you think I'm going to be the first one out there? Send your kids first. That's yeah. a good point. And a rope. <laughs> That's what I do with my kid. Actually, I'm going to try to get my kid to drill with my light flight six inch because I think he's tall enough that he can Ben just... Ben is old enough to do pretty much whatever he needs to do. Yeah, he's pretty good about stuff. Maybe. So dog, kids, you. Yes. No, a rock first. Throw a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not throw the dog in there. Like, oh. <laughs> okay, so. It's got to be four inches. Four inches is a... I'm going to say when I see a person on this body of water, because people go out there pretty I'm going to walk out there on the day that you say it, whether or not it's... Perfect. I'll tell you to come up there, but I'm not going out first. I'm definitely not going to be the first one out there. So you need a measurable four inches. Yes. A picture of a measurable four inches with you out on the lake. That's what it has to be? I was going to say it was going to have to be, I see a person on the water. Okay. No, because we can't make... It's got to be four inches. Okay. All right. So the first time that I personally measure four inches okay. and with the tape measure four not. inches is creepy i don't want to go on four inches of ice I've well then i'll go things. on four inches of ice all right okay i up in wright county there's a couple lakes that freeze very very early 
In fact, part of the lake's freeze and the rest of it's wide open. But it's it's a very well. I don't really care. They got who's going to listen to this and go out and get in trouble. Maple Lake in Wright County has three different distinct lakes, different distinct bays, and the northern bay is I don't know, 100, 120 acres, and almost the entire thing is five feet deep, and there are two twenty-five foot holes that are like I don't know five acres big right so the whole lake is very very shallow except for these two holes and they freeze very early well it's 120 acres too it's it's gonna freeze early yeah but the rest of the lake is it's a 700 acre lake the rest of the lake is wide open for for weeks afterwards that is a terrible feeling when you're on four inches and you see the waves lapping on your side of you have you been to maple you know it's i I go for my house i go straight north to fish mm -hmm. yeah the closest lake to your house is malax yeah i have a couple lakes that I've fished, and I swear to God, there it, it's like fishing in a beer can. There's nothing. There's no structure. There's no weeds. There's nothing. Okay, so when I when I measure walkable four inches of ice on this lake, what's our date? Deer opener. I'm calling November seventh. November seventh. Mm-hmm. That's early. Does it depend on who wins the election? Have you looked? Have you looked at the forecast? Yeah. Yeah, I've looked at the forecast. It's <laughs> going to be super cold. They're saying a warm-up in November, though. Are they really? Yeah. Who's they? Old farmers or new farmers? Or the meteorologist? The weather watcher was turning red. <laughs> the weather watcher <laughs> turning red. I'm going to say November 15th. I only watch Red and Claire and KSTP. So. November 15th. Put me down. That's my guess. It's going to be close, I think. I think it will be. Yeah. I'm going to say... November 21st. Really? I'm going to go pessimistic. That's, that's just because you really want that many men, that many weeks still between now and then so you can build up some rods. Yes, I would still like to have some. And plus I still have to put a car from one garage to the next before freeze up cuz I can't drive it right now. Okay. So what do you say 7th? Yeah. 15th, 21st, so it's like 3 weeks apart. Tom, I'm going to say Thanksgiving. Ooh. Really? Yep. What is what's the date on spread that? going? So the twenty seventh, twenty sixth, I believe. Wow, I feel like, I feel like we're due for this. We're in false winter right now. I thought that, we already had that. I was I was like, it got cold once and it warmed back up, and I'm like, okay, we're done and over with that. It was a super quick like cool. I just, down. I just need to rake my leaves. So <laughs> yeah, was, right now, raking leaves is a dumpster fire. It's and horrible. We are okay that if it. If it's walkable and then it becomes not walkable, yeah, right? It still ice. counts. First ice. As long as it's first ice, because I've had that a couple times mm-hmm. in the last few years where I get first ice, I fish for a couple days, and then turns to 60 degrees and there's no ice it's anymore. Gone. Okay. All right. So we got our numbers. So we have to get some kind of giveaway. We'll have to talk to our sponsor for that. Okay. I think we know someone's number. We can yeah. probably figure that out. Absolutely. Cool. So comment let's... on the Facebook page. Oh, yes. Yeah, like and comment. Yeah, that's um, a great maybe idea. Maybe we let's... should do a shareable thing because this is uh, this year we we have a little extra time. Everybody's got a little time to, to do something fun. Let's do a share-like type yeah. thing. When's first ice? Let's do it. I'd love to hear from the community. Let's do a ho- Dozens and dozens of listeners. Let's get the sponsor to do a hoodie and a uh, a hat. Hoodie and hat. About like a $100, $110 combo. That's, I, I can put 10 in. Yeah, I can. I got three bucks <laughs> in my pocket. Perfect. I hope the sponsor's available. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <Tuned up. laughs> 
I love it. Let's do it. Okay, so when this goes live, we'll post on, I'll post on the Facebook and Insta, and we'll get people to make their comments. And whoever's closest to the correct date, or if we've got people who, if we have multiple people who nail the first date, then uh, split the prizes, right? No, we'll just we'll just <laughs> split the prizes. You, you get, get one sleeve. sleeve. You get a sleeve. <laughs> I want the I want the handhold. I want the hood. Yeah. <laughs> just all I want is the the rope. Just the hood rope. Uh, and, speaking of hood ropes, has anyone ever done this? I had this happen twice to me um, two years ago where the hood, the little rope gets caught in your auger while it's running <laughs> and <laughs> smashes your face against the auger. Or is it just me? It is uh, definitely we, just you, Jen. Can yeah, we call it a drawstring? Oh. Yeah, drawstring. You don't like hood rope? Hood rope? <laughs> I don't know what the hell the thing is. It's a terrible. I, I had it. I take mine out. I don't I don't ever keep them in my No, head. I had it. I was running my solo, you know, doing my thing like I normally do is not try to break my auger or blow them up. And it caught in the flywheel and smashed my forehead against the auger. <laughs> and it was like so quick that I had no idea what happened. And I'm like, what? My auger punched me. And I'm like, I, I don't know what happened. I was like, I don't know whether my face is bleeding or what, but I was like, I need to shut this off. I mean, it hurt <laughs> like hell. I think you need to have an auger assistant. You, you're, every I time you just, talk about augers, it makes me less and less confident to letting you use one. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> you need I, to go back to like uh, the hand drill. You got a Mora hand drill sitting out front. There you go. That looks like I'd slice my would, leg Those open. things are so sharp, he would definitely cut himself. Yeah. I, I did, I, what's with augers? It's just like... I don't, it's like a, Not, most people don't have these issues, Judd. I do. A you lot. Do. But you do. Okay. Okay. So we'll, I, I, this needs to be said, though. It's not when our listeners think that first ice happens. It's when I verify it. And it's got to be four inches with a tape measure. Yes. Uh, you know what? I just bought a little dipper. Or no, a big dipper. You know those ice yeah. scoops? When big my, dippers are... Um, have you not had one Never before? had one. They're the best. My So uh, when my big dipper verifies four inches, Yes. my big dipper ice scoop. Where, wherever it could be. Is it, we're sure it's four inches, though. The scoop? <laughs> well, the scoop is going to become the new standard unit of measurement. Yes. You just probably want to verify that it's actually four inches. Well, I know that the number four on my Big Dipper is going to be the four that I'm going to use. So yes. who cares? Okay. Not all tape measures are the same either. No. Well, I'll, I'll get in contact with the U.S. Departments of Weight and Measures, and we'll get my get my Big Dipper verified. Certified. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's change topics completely. Jacob. Yeah. You've got a kind of cool job. I do, yeah. I uh, I'm a, um, I actually work for Markham Technologies. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, we make fish finders, underwater cameras. Um, and this goes back, I don't know, I've been there for probably five, probably five years now, five, six years now. Um, started out in customer service and then um, actually transitioned into a new role this spring. Um to the service coordinator. So I'm kind of working in the back um, over some technicians, packages, um, and as we all probably know, you know, working in a, in a small business, um, you know, you always wear a couple different hats. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it's all hands on deck doing something where I'm out there, you know, with the guys, you know, putting product together, you name it. So, yeah, certainly, certainly always something different. Um, something 
always interesting going on. Um, you guys got to have some cool launches this year, some cool new yeah, products. Yeah, we have a, a couple new products um, that have come out. Uh, um, you know, I have a couple that I've brought with tonight. Um, you know, we have the MX-7 GPS, um, a new revamped uh, sonar system, digital sonar system um, um, that has GPS on it. Um, so for those of you that have run any digital system, for that matter, in a Markham LX-7, uh, 6, 7, or 9, you're going to be very familiar with that MX-7. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the added GPS in that, uh, as well as the super cool thing I was out this summer, um, it has sonar chart live. Mm. So I've been on a couple different lakes that I fish pretty frequently. Um, and I've actually, that have no maps, no DNR maps. Um, and I've mapped the entire lakes. Um, so you use it open water a lot. I do. Yeah. Um, now, now does the MX seven, maybe I'll get off subject a little bit cause the hummingbirds have, at least I have a little problem with it. You put a chip in and you get so many hours of logging it you have, to, live. you have to buy yeah. another one of their yeah. 150 dollars chips is this you could just put any sd or micro sd card in there um it's all based on your navionics chip so okay. it's only navionics compatible um depending on what chip you have in there i think they range from two gigs to like 16 gigs um, i haven't filled mine yet and i don't ever plan to fill um that auto you know auto charting all those lakes i don't know how much data that actually takes up but it's all on one chip you don't need a second chip or anything like that which does is it, super slick does it have a an open water transducer option yeah we do um we do sell a universal open water deucer um which comes with all the all the hardware you need whether you want to put it under a trolling motor or to the back of your transom in your boat um you can do both with awesome. that one kit or you know swap them back and forth as you need and that and that goes right on your shuttle your lithium shuttle yeah so yep so there's two different models uh if you will um it's going to come with one of our new lipo 4 batteries uh that we released this year the 12 volt 10 amp brute battery um and then it comes on a lithium shuttle as well so kind of two different styles if you will depending on what you want um for your system to power your system so i've always been super impressed with how markham's really tried to push and try to change and and innovate that mark that lithium shuttle was, I mean that is the the gold standard. It for, was the best thing they ever. I mean, bar none, best accessory that I've ever used. Ever. And people are putting all kinds of different units onto the lithium shuttle because it's just the casing and the and the design and it's the weight. And, per, it's perfect. It's, I mean, it, it it worked really well. It had USB ports, which when I first got, I was like, oh, what are, what am I ever going to use a USB port? Well, the first thing I did, my phone died. And, I was like, well, it saved my butt a few times. Yeah. Yeah, surprised on how often you run out of power on the lake, and you're like, huh. Well, <laughs> comes in handy. Cold weather sucks battery, mm-hmm. it, and that's something that people forget is that a cold battery drains way faster. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all, I mean, kind of a niche for, you know, whatever you want to do, whether you want to shuttle. The nice thing is it fits in a bucket, as a lot of people yeah. know. Um, then you can mount any system on there, you know, through a, through a, a power cable that we sell if you want to mount something else on there too. So, mm-hmm. um, so when you're fishing, mm-hmm. Jacob, what is your preferred view? What do you want to see when you're actively fishing? What like what's I, your, like, what is your screen set at? Well, I want to see fish, Dan. I think that, <laughs> uh, I mean, safe answer. Okay. <laughs> um, no, on, on a digital screen, um, 
you know, I think there's a time and place for um, most every display option. Um, I know a lot of guys like the traditional dial. I think yourself included. I'm a, I'm a flasher guy. Um, I'm a, I'm a I, I can't guy. stand people that use a Markham digital unit and put the flasher on it. I'm like, that's like you literally that's have the, the Cadillac thing. and you're trying to, you know, use a... a you, you, you don't like the down tune? No, it's it's okay. it, it's backwards to me. It's like use the better technology, but I know people that do like I it. I definitely would do that. I know you would. And that's okay. Yeah. We can disagree. My preferred uh my preferred view on um any digital system is I always run my vertical, which is the showdown style. Um top is top, bottom is bottom, and anything between is your lure or your fish, and then I also run my graph. Okay. Um, and those, I mean, I have those settings saved on my system, and I turn it on, and I'm ready to go. Like I will I do never think that switch from that. That top-down view is something that is, I think, a very valuable view. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it's super simple for those, you know, for those of you or you know people that want something simple or, you know don't understand the dials the complexities of some of the dials or or what have you it it's the most basic it's super intuitive and there's nothing to it i mean it's you turn it on and up is up and down is down yeah yeah and you're exactly right if it's in the middle it's either a fish or your jig right so um and then i'll run some zooms depending on what i'm fishing i mean um you got movable zoom in there any any anywhere in the water column so you know if i'm fishing crappies i'll be running my zoom view um in my vertical display um but typically it's always a vertical and a graph i just i can't get away from that history you know like everybody's talked about um you know mimicking your cadence and that history of viewing fish if they swim through i i just can't get away from it one thing i really like about markham is that you guys you build your own products we do yes um and that is that is awesome um especially this year too i mean um you know we have the ability to pump out some stuff if we need to um you know if people are getting and you know we get some imported parts and and stuff like that to make some of our systems but um yeah we do make all of our stuff right here well not right here but in new hope minnesota um in the back so you know, starting from making our own boards or circuit boards that go in those systems all the way down to assembly to finish packing to shipping out to retailers from our facility, um, it's all done right in New Hope. Mm-hmm. And that, that place is open. I mean, that's where I first met you. I first met you in that New Hope office. Right, yeah. Um, so you guys, uh, 2020 is a little bit different, as we yeah. all know. Yeah, of course, um, of course. We do have a contact list drop-off this year, um, and then we'll be rolling out... Um, hopefully a scheduling program that you can just schedule, you know, visit if you want to, you know, visit with one of us or one of our customer service guys. Um, you can certainly sign up for that uh, just to limit any anything that might be transmitted and not having, you know, 50 people looking to buy systems, um, you know, in our lobby. Yeah. Just to kind of spread it out a little bit, be a little bit safer for everybody involved, whether that be us or co- consumers, um, you name it. So, Do you yes. guys have a storefront? 
Um, we don't have a storefront, so to speak. Um, but if you are looking to purchase something that we have in stock, whether you know if that's a new MX-7 or one of the new Pursuit HDs that we have, or any system that we have in stock, you can certainly um, you know schedule an appointment uh, or swing on in and and purchase one of those. So um, we have a couple systems up front that you can you know look at and play around with if you want, but not a typical storefront, sure. if you will. Sure. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a, an interesting, different year with 2020. <laughs> yeah, everything's different, um, for sure. But, yeah, we also have, uh, like I mentioned before, we also have the new Pursuit HD coming out. Um, a lot of you guys are hopefully familiar with those pocket cameras. Uh, I have a the Recon. Recon 5s. Mm -hmm. uh, the, smaller, the smaller cameras, it is a, a 1080p HD camera with an HD screen this year. Mm. Um you know, we took a lot of, uh, you know, suggestions and heard from a lot of people um, that we need to add a spool, some sort of spool to uh, wrap your cable up. Sure. And so that Pursuit HD has a spool this year to, you know, wrap your cable up and unwind it as you as you need to. It is a little bit of bigger of a footprint um, with the spool um, and a little bit bigger cable because it is an HD camera. But um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hit. I actually the one that I brought tonight I actually have because it has a quarter twenty mount on the bottom, and I actually have it mounted to a shuttle, so I can run power from my shuttle to that Pursuit HD and charge that if I ever need to right off my shuttle. That's so, a mean, pretty cool thing. I mean, because that's one of the big things is carrying around a bunch of batteries. I mean. The batteries weigh the most, not as much with LiPo 4 and lithium technologies that really, I mean, I don't know what we'd do without them. It, they're the lead, whatever, absorbed glass. Mat. batteries. Yeah, they, they, yeah, sealed lead acid batteries. Um, they are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Just, and now knowing it's like, yeah, I got five of these in my house. It's like, I got rid of five of them. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, and technology, I mean, any lithium battery is gonna save you i mean i think from a normal sla like a nine amp sla battery to just a standard uh, lithium 10 amp battery you're dropping three pounds of weight i mean give or take a little bit but i mean you're dropping right around three pounds of weight going from a sla to a lithium battery and it lasts longer and That's it lasts what... a ton longer yeah and i i think you just don't get the voltage drops and i mean it's it's just better overall yeah um, yeah, and it's, and going, I mean, into lithium batteries too, we're coming out with a, a line of LiPo 4 batteries and a lithium ion battery too this year. So kind of in order, um, you know, the smallest to the largest, we came out with a, a 7.5 amp lithium ion battery, um, called the Mite. Um, and then moving up from there, we have our, our kind of our bread and butter 12, 12 volt 10 amp brute battery lipo 4 battery and uh, um, you know moving from there we have an, an 18 amp um, battery which is um, you know a little bit bigger of a footprint um, which is the king and then the max is a 12 volt 30 amp lipo 4 battery so it run an lx7 for like a year yeah, and off the top of my head, I, we have a we have a chart on our website that you know will tell you how many expected run time hours you're gonna get with you know every system that's on the market. 
um, with every different battery that we have. So it's a super, I mean, if you're looking to get, you know, two days of solid runtime out of there, you can just hop onto the website and look and say, you know, this is what I'm looking for and this is the battery that suits me. Um, like I said before, the 18 and the 30 have a, a little bit bigger of a footprint. So I know a lot of uh, flashers on the market have a, a pretty standard footprint that'll fit an SLA battery, a lithium battery. Um, but the 18s and the 30s are a little bit bigger footprint that don't fit in those, but they'll still run those systems for a long time. Those The lithium batteries have been such a game changer it, it, all across the industry. It is unbelievable. Well, it, it, I mean, you start off with the auger, the ions that did it, what, six, seven years ago, and it was like, these are amazing. And then you go, Strike Master followed suit, Jiffy's followed suit, and then they go to Flashers. And so everybody's stuff is lighter, runs longer, and is just plain more efficient. I would absolutely consider a fully electronic boat, a fully a fully battery-powered boat. They have them. I, I know that Alumacraft is, or no, BRP is coming out with their Shadow series or their... What do they call it? Ghost series? Some, I can't remember the name yeah, of it. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like an internal drive motor. Yeah. Like underneath. And You've which, got batteries, and all you need is a shaft and and a propeller coming out of the back. Yeah. And you could put up in the front in the bow, you could put bow thrusters on both sides and use that as your trolling motor? Come on. Yeah, it might be that gas motors, it's... That, it is an old technology. It definitely is. It's. It's. Uh, I mean, you look at how much stuff is turned to battery powered. I mean, everything I own has a battery in it, at least one. Uh, I don't miss gas for my auger even a little bit. No, not at all. It's no. like you hear one of those gas augers fire up on the on the lake, and you're like, "Shut that thing off!" Yeah, you're disturbing my peace. Right, <laughs> especially when. I, not to knock a, not to knock Jiffy, but those old Model 30s. Oh, the that, propane ones? No, they just, the old, not the propane ones, the older the ones. gas the, ones. My the dad, white lightnings. Yes. My dad had a an old Model 30, a 10-inch that had a ripper blade on it. <laughs> and I ran that for when I first started out, and it was heavy. I mean, it, it ripped ice, but it was, and you hear one of those go off now, and it's just like, no, just stop. <laughs> I'll come drill your hole for you. Right. Just yeah. Please turn that thing off. I don't want to hear it. And you can hear it from halfway across the lake. Yeah. It's like you well, don't. That, that cold air, I mean, I, I swear it stuff is so loud out there. You do anything. It's like you can I'm hear sure the lake across. home owners appreciate it too. Yeah. You know, it's way quieter for them. Especially my neighbors around my folks because, you know, at 530 in the morning, you hear some guy punch holes for four hours. And then they're like, oh, I'm time, time ready to fish. Yeah. It's like mowing your lawn at 530 in the morning. Yes. But in the wintertime, it's dark until 7.15. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Jacob, we really appreciate you coming in tonight. It's been great to talk to you. I think we should try to find a time where the icemen get out in the glacier. I'm sorry, in the Yeti. The Yeti. Yeah, we can, certainly, we can certainly make that happen this year. I would. I look forward to hopefully getting out there and and, and shooting another podcast. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see those, those new market products in action. I, I love my recon, but that... Uh, is, is it the pursuit you call mm-hmm. it? Yeah. That thing sounds sounds super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And they should, uh, I know we're shipping out every day too, so they should be at most of your local retailers if they have them out yet or not, but they uh, they should have them out fairly soon. So Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here tonight. We appreciate it. And then look for on our Instagram, Facebook page at uh, Iceman Podcast for uh, how to just get involved in that uh, Guess the First Ice Contest. And uh, hopefully our sponsor can hook us up with a sweatshirt and 
a hat and we can, we can give that away to somebody who can get closest to my measurement of four inches of walkable ice using the big dipper at the number four mark that is not going to be certified by the De- Department of Weights and Means. I'm going to have to give you a Milwaukee fuel bit with a six-inch light flight so you can punch holes. That's probably the safest way to Yeah, do I don't know if I'd be punching an eight-inch hole. On. You're going to be tethered to me. <laughs> no, we're, we're both not going in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Iceman. We look forward to uh, coming to you guys next week with another episode uh, and uh, communicating with you all on on our socials. Have a great night.